Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here. Time for Serviced Accommodation Secrets the podcast and Facebook Live here today. Slightly later, uh, actually, because I was talking to one of my co-SA operators about the very thing I want to talk to you about today, which is to make sure you have honest and good bookings and avoid scam bookers and different things that you can put in place to make sure that you are protected from people who just want to stay free of charge and people who you know aren't willing to agree to um, provide their details so you have no comeback so um yeah i was just checking out with one of my colleagues karen who you may know in the community uh, karen mcnash she had uh, some questions asking about whether um i was speaking to some similar people that she was trying to figure out what they were up to because you know some people aren't necessarily completely honest so let's get started with this so to get good honest bookings the main thing is to safeguard yourself with processes and procedures that you've got in place that you will follow and anyone who works with you or for you will also follow in order that nothing gets forgotten and people don't just manage to get into your property without paying or without you having their proper details and we have been on the receiving end of unfortunate bookings hi there guys who are watching hi Pete um, and that isn't any fun um, we've had chargebacks from a fraudulent booking and we thought we'd done the right thing in the first place but we hadn't taken enough of the relevant information we just skipped over it and that can happen so you can still have mistakes happen but have something in place and normally it will all be really good hi there G good to see you so the first thing that we do is when we receive a booking so for example the experience we had this week was a booking.com booking the same day now same day bookings are actually great because sometimes um, you might have a space in your calendar and your availability is something you want to maximize so somebody might be working on a project or have a last minute arrangement that changes so you don't want to just say oh well I need to have time to prepare because if you know what your system's going to be you can still make sure you've got that in place really quickly it doesn't matter how, what the lead time is particularly so everything that can be online these days can be really quick so what we actually ask for is payment in advance of arrival for guests who book through the normal um, online travel agents Airbnb actually take payment on our behalf so that's a bit different and um, with corporate bookings you have a separate agreement with them which may be billing monthly in advance or arrears or during the stay depending on what you agree but you'd always have agreed those in ahead of time so in the case of booking.com as I say we're set up to take payment before the guest arrives and to my mind that seems like the best time to be doing it a bit like if you were booking a hotel 
uh, you you know you have no incentive to pay once you've actually been gone and forgotten about it so um, if you're one of the operators who has booking.com accept payment on your behalf and then you receive it later that's also good so if you're responsible for taking payment just take it straight away so I'm going to go into the payment aspect I'm going to go into the terms and conditions aspect also taking ID and deposits and there's a new thing that's come in recently which is strong customer authentication as well to do with payments so the first thing with payments just make sure you have a system in place where you can collect payments and know that the money is actually in the bank so if people want to do a bank transfer that's great on your phone you'll be able to see whether it's in your account or not and don't let people have access to the property don't give them any codes to key saves or anything until you've got that be really strict about that uh, because as I say there's no incentive after they've arrived and you know checked in and everything it's like oh yeah we'll do that later and so you know <laughs> it just doesn't tend to happen but what's happened um, in terms of credit cards is you can have something like Stripe or you might have PayPal different ways of, of doing this um, but what can happen with credit cards is that um, in the past you've been able to get chargebacks which is not a good thing for you because basically a guest might have stayed and for whatever reason they've um, done a chargeback which means that you as the operator lose the income so in our case it happened because um, it was a fraudulent card actually we haven't got the final outcome of it so I'm positive we might still win but because um, we put all our evidence together but a chargeback on a credit card booking can happen through Stripe unless um, you have chargeback protection which you can get now for an extra 0.4% on your commission that you pay them but also if you um, get the guest to pay um, by clicking a link on an invoice that you send them so I'd always send a digital invoice to a guest and then if they click on the link, the strong customer authentication has come into play where uh, they put in their details and then a code is sent to their place of choice, whether it's an email or a text or a phone. And then they have to enter that into their payment uh, panel uh, in order for the payment to go through. And that's really good because if they do that successfully and the payment goes through successfully, that's awesome. It protects them because it means if somebody just finds their card, they can't just use it and pay for things. Um, but also it protects you as the operator because um, then it's the bank's onus to, you know, it's their responsibility if anything does happen with that payment and it turned out it wasn't a real payment because they have allowed it with the authentication so it's taken away from you so things have improved in that way so make sure you send digital invoices they go through successfully if you were ever unsure about a payment hi there Krish good to see you so if you're ever unsure about a payment that you receive and um, it doesn't necessarily flag up as fraudulent but you're not happy for whatever reason so maybe the address doesn't match maybe the um, the address is made up because um, you can check out addresses and if they don't have a postcode you 
um, could never po uh, process payments yourself on our system usually anyway and so that might flag up something and you think actually um, either you would mark the card as invalid in booking.com if it was booking.com you were in or you could just not take payment or you could refund the payment so you don't have to wait for things like chargebacks if you're not happy with your due diligence and so you can check out things like the guest addresses so we ask for payment first and then we send a message to get a guest to fill in a customer sorry guest registration form so they complete their details and um, we can ask them a few helpful questions like you know will you be returning to the area but the key thing is um, to get their ID so it will either be a passport photo page or UK driving license not an overseas driving license it could be a European ID card, so we get those sometimes. Um, but if you're not sure, just check that it's the appropriate one. Um, if it's not in Europe, you need a passport and you need the photo page. And then you also want um, them to sign your terms and conditions. So I'm helping some of the guys in our mastermind to get their terms and conditions together. And there'll be things like your house rules, so no parties, um, no smoking, whether you allow pets or not, to you know, leave the um, property in an appropriate condition. Um, also things like their guests, not tenants, so they don't have any tenants rights. So you have all your different T's and C's in there. And you may potentially want to take a deposit. So we do that, um, but we tend to do a thing called pre-authorize it which you can do on shorter stays. So if a guest is staying less than seven days, you can just pre-authorize their um, card with the amount of your deposit. And then once they've gone, if everything's fine, you just cancel that. And you'll have done that at hotels and things yourselves, I'm sure. So you're not actually uh, taking the money, but it's frozen in their account. Some people might think you're taking the money with a pre-auth, but you're not. If it's longer than seven days, I would take the deposit fully and then give back the appropriate amount. Hopefully it's in full because everything's fine. But if it isn't, uh, you know, even if it's excessive cleaning that you've had to pay out to your team for more hours than normal, or it might be some damage or, you know, anything like that, guest misconduct, um, you would tend to ask them to leave anyway. But, you know, if it's just a smaller thing, but it's going to cost you then you could just deduct that and give a partial refund so those things um t's and c's id deposit all really important but you can also in your registration form it is a, a kind of service and a helpful thing to do to find out the bed setup they like and their welcome pack so it is a nice thing as well it's not all bad and i think they feel secure because we use um form site which um is a secure form and it says so on it and i learned all of that with david and, and matt so that's awesome and i can um, share that with you but form site has different levels of membership so you can have different levels of detail but as long as somebody has agreed to your terms then they are bound by them so they can't dispute if you then keep some of their deposit or if you need to ask them to leave because they're conducting a business or smoking or I don't know, any other undesirable thing that is not allowed in your T's and C's. Um, or if they, you know, haven't paid, maybe they've paid part of their stay and you're billing them monthly, something like that. 
So that's really important. And if you check addresses or if you're not sure about a guest and you check their address and as I say, it may just be that it's in the middle of nowhere because obviously online on Google, it's brilliant. Google Maps, you can find anywhere. We've had a booking where the address just wasn't anything. It was just like the middle of a warehouse somewhere. So it's like, right, I think you might be planning a party. Um, so, you know, actually the booking, um, we marked the card as invalid and, and we were able to cancel that anyway um, because they tend to be booking.com ones that are, have an issue and in fact with our direct bookings we've never had issues before so yeah it tends to be booking.com and what we had this week was a, a same day booking so I'll go back to the beginning of what I was talking about we had a same day booking and not that unusual but about eight o'clock so AJRVA was sorting that out and actually um, she wasn't able to take payment because um, there was no saved card. So sometimes people save a card. So in Stripe, you can process it yourself. But as, as I said, you can send the digital invoice onto the guests and then they can fill it in and they have to do the two factor authentication, which is having a code sent to them. So that's not a biggie. But then I thought, oh, that's strange. Um, that you know it was a bit last minute and it seemed to be taking a bit longer because I get the odd message from AJ about different things and um, it turned out that the card information that was inputted into booking.com didn't even have a name it had a three digit code and so I like to give people the benefit of the doubt but you have to be measured and you have to be kind of you know realistic as well as allowing for the fact that like this guest was coming from overseas and Pete said to me well maybe they put their CVC code instead of their name by mistake I was like well maybe um, they're traveling you know give them the benefit of the doubt but they need to pay and then they need to provide their ID and everything so I couldn't find the address and it didn't have a postcode and I looked up the name on social media as well so you can look up names on social media and that helps you see whether um, somebody's, you know, who they say they are, whether they're in a company that they say they're working in, or whether they just don't appear. And this person didn't actually appear anywhere on LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere. And you could say, okay, well, they're from overseas, perhaps that's why. But okay, so that wasn't helpful, but it didn't add to any confidence. So uh, then we had a random message from this guest who said, oh, is it the same code as last time? And I'm on my way. And so if you don't have a system and you have maybe people working with you or you think, oh, they must have been before because it sounded confident, in some circumstances, somebody might have sent an access code or a check-in email to a guest who said that. But there's no way we were going to do that. There's no way um, AJ would have done that because, um, you know, it's not part of our process. She knows that we have to take the money first. And so we just ignored that, um, but did try and ring the guest twice. And in fact, he'd supplied an incorrect phone number. Um, AJ had figured out that if she took out some digits, it would actually get through to a number because it had uh, too much of a, it had a, an extra country code, I think. So she took that out tried it got voicemail and she tried earlier as well forgot that but she tried already because if it's a last minute booking it's actually quite nice to speak to people because 
We've had people whose hotels have fallen through or their Airbnb was cancelled without them knowing and things like that. So sometimes, you know, a, a last minute booking may be getting somebody out of trouble and you can help them, which is great. So that's all good. In that case, you're speaking to them and if you leave a voicemail, they're going to phone you back, aren't they? Because they're going to want somewhere to stay. But if somebody doesn't phone you back, but they're on their way to a property, you think, okay, we just have to wait for them to phone you back and and just see what happens. Because like Pete was saying, oh, well, he might still be at the airport. He's traveling. So, you know, we can get him to, to pay when he comes. So, okay. So we did. We waited. Nothing happened. Not that we were actually waiting, staring at the phone, but, you know, and just waiting to see whether he would arrive and our phone goes through to our VA as well so she can accept the call but uh, yeah precisely nothing happened so that was good in that we didn't get scammed so the other alternative would be that you know if you had a business where you didn't have the process and somebody did give the code and the check-in instructions there's somebody like this could check in and stay for free um, you don't know who they are or you know you don't, you don't have any information about them you don't know how long they stay whether you'll be able to get them out whether they might take things or make a mess because they're not playing fair are they they're not being good honest people so because we didn't get a response we ha we also emailed again and said you know it's great that you've booked but can you um, pay the invoice and then register as a guest and um, yeah, nothing, no word at all. So this is what you want. If somebody's trying to scam you, you want nothing to happen. You want it to be really boring, nothing happens. Um, and so usually you can tell people in your area that somebody's around doing this. And the call I had today from Karen was, she had a situation where people weren't necessarily being straightforward. And I would say anyone who isn't straightforward with you or asks you to do something you're not comfortable with, then just don't do it. You've got to keep it honest and above board. You know, be fair to all your honest guests, be fair to your property owners if you're rent to SA, because obviously we've got to minimize their risk to their property, minimize the risk to you and your business. And also if you're working with online travel agents, yes, we do um, entice people to have direct bookings with us once they've stayed with booking.com and Airbnb but not everybody wants to but if a guest immediately wants to do something outside of an OTA and it doesn't seem honest um, or they want to do unusual transactions or something just don't just keep it all clean and above board things that you can sleep at night and know you've done the right thing um, because it'll all come back to you, you know, I believe in karma. So if you treat people well, then they will treat you well. If your money flow is good, then, you know, it's all going to work out for you because you don't want to be in a situation where you've done something that's, you know, you think probably I shouldn't have done that. Um, whatever it is, uh, you know, you just want to have it, keep it clean and, and all above board. And again, with the corporate agents we're working for, we work through them and they um, send the guests and we speak to the guests and make sure they're okay. But I wouldn't go directly to those guests because they're, the corporate agent are doing all the selling. They've got their whole um, business there working 
um, as partners with us and so I wouldn't go and take their clients that way I'd, I'd make sure we maintain that relationship because they have links to companies I've never even heard of and a lot of companies in our area have consultants come and tech people from all over the place all over the world so you know they're doing an amazing job to work with us as partners so I would keep that with them and keep that relationship so you know I think that's definitely worth maintaining and they do a lot of work with you and I don't I'm not saying that um, booking.com is bad or anything they don't um, vet any guests or anything like that or verify information um, so and in your settings make sure that you have policies that protect you as well so you know no parties no smoking all of those kind of things and um, that you want as much information about the guest as possible so you want their phone number you want their address and that kind of thing because if somebody books and you've got their address you can double check whether that's the same as what they provide and the only instance it won't be usually is if it's a company booking um, or if there's several people in the party and it's also um, according to immigration law um, our responsibility to get the name of guests um, over 16 and their nationality and if they're not British because they're staying in the UK we need to know their onward destination as well and we're supposed to keep a record of all of those things because obviously there are rules about these things it's a bit like if somebody's renting they have to have the right to rent in the UK and it's up to us to be compliant and and keep within the rules of everything that way so really I guess this is aimed at newer operators who don't know to do all these kind of things but um, equally if you've been doing it for a while I'm sure you've had some experiences um, myriad um, situations that you've had to deal with different people coming and different things they've needed and groups and individuals and short notice and and way ahead of time all the whole gamut of experience you have in hospitality is vast so I think just having the straightforward system just helps you to keep things really nice and on, on an even keel and if something doesn't happen that needs to unfortunately the guests can't stay but if they do all the things you ask them to then they can and that's another thing sometimes honest people are a little bit wary of providing information uh, and so we just put their minds at ease and say look you know it's for your protection as well as ours that we make sure people are who they say they are they are and that means that they're using their own card and and their own card hasn't been pinched by somebody else and that we're a small company you know and we need to make sure that everything is above board and so that we've got the right information just to manage their booking as well apart from anything else but sometimes if people really don't want to supply the information you ask them for like ID or sign T's and C's then you don't have to have them to stay you know if they really don't like that then you know what have they really got to hide I think in these days of you know the computer and all the everything being so high-tech uh, everything online yes you can have concerns about fraud but I think you can tell when somebody is honestly just protecting um, their own business and the bus and the interests of the guests which we definitely are so that's pretty much it so make sure you've got a process make sure you take ID 
make sure you take payment um, think about strong customer authentication that's come in so that you can send digital invoices and get people to do their two-factor authentication and just play fair be honest and you'll get great bookings so have a good week everybody and i look forward to seeing you next time take care then sharing the secrets of success